Welcome to the Worship Leader Problems Podcast with your host, Jeremy, and codename Joel. Look, worship ministry can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Well, welcome to episode number one of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Uh, you've been seeing on social media for a while that this thing has been coming. And so uh, we're really excited to be actually recording this first episode. And so I'm Jeremy. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm sitting here with, I don't know, what should we call you today? Can we, can we call you Joel? Let's call me Joel. Let's call me Joel right now. You like that? I like that. That'll, that'll work for a while. Okay. Well, me, Jeremy, I am not the mastermind behind all of the amazing memes that you guys have been seeing all over social media for the last couple of years. That has been our friend, Joel, right? That's you, buddy. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been a blast, man. I tell you, this whole idea, just, I, I hope everybody can resonate with this, right? Oh, so yeah. walking through the church, walking through the church one Sunday, Somebody says something to me that just, it's just one of those, one of those church things, man. It just happens. Somebody says something to you without thinking. And I thought, I'm going to, I need a, I need a place to vent (laughs) (laughs) my frustrations, man. I need some, some Instagram therapy. And so I started it that day and that's what happened. So I'm curious. I, I didn't find out about the account until later. What was the first meme you put up? Oh man. Um, okay. Do you remember there was a video that came out a few years ago that was kind of making fun of the relevant church and the guy has a tattoo <laughs> on his arm. So, you know, he's relevant yes. and the yeah. guy who sings the, he's the guy who sings the worship set. So, you know, this is the song that everyone knows. This is the song that, okay. So I think I <laughs> took a still shot of him, of him and it, it had something to do with, um, I think I would have to look back to make sure, but I think it was something like Wright's original song for Mission Sunday, and then song cut, Pastor Goes Long, song cut for time, <laughs> and then the that guy, the guy from the video, yeah, somebody tagged him in it, and he saw it and shared it, and so it it just kind of snowballed, and that's how you got your beginning. So okay, I, I know something everybody is just dying to know. Are you going to reveal who you are? man, I can't tell you how many times I get that question. <laughs> and, and here's the deal. The, here's the answer. Yes, I will. Okay. Uh, not today, not today, okay. <laughs> not today, but here's what I, here's what I would love. So if, if we, if, if our, if our followers, our brothers and sisters who are in the trenches with us, okay. Okay. If you, if they can help our meme account okay, on Instagram, worship leader props, if they can help get us to 50,000 followers. Okay. And we're almost we're almost halfway there. Okay. Okay. If they can get us to 50,000 followers, I will reveal who I am. Okay. Let's play true or false. True or false, are you Lincoln Brewster? False. Okay. I wish I wish I was. Dude, if I could play <laughs> guitar like that, woo. Yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me if it's cool, can I just share a little bit about myself as one of the hosts because People are going to know who I am. And so uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm a multimedia pastor at a church down in Florida. Uh, I've been on staff at the church for about 10 years. Um, I do a little bit of everything. My main responsibilities, though, are all the production for the weekend services. And so 
Um, audio is probably my number one passion outside of the Word of God, but I've served on a, the preaching team for my church. I've served um, in worship ministry and uh, tech ministry uh, all over, and I'm a part of a big uh, national worship leader conference. And um, so that's a little bit about me. Yeah, I've been in church ministry for 10 years and uh, love all of what happens in the worship services. Let's be honest, like the intro said of our, of our show, man. It can be the most awesome experience in the world, but it can also be really terrible. So <laughs> there are days, man. There are days. There are definitely some days. And so, Joel, why don't you take a second and kind of share with the listeners the vision behind starting this podcast? Yeah. So, um, the as I said earlier, the the Instagram account is really the hub of all of this. I mean, we're on Facebook and Twitter too, but the, it's really, really built for Instagram. So it, it, what started as just personal therapy, <laughs> pure and simple ha, has really kind of grown into something of a, a, like a community of, of, uh, worship leaders and production people and volunteers, and even like, uh, Christian artists, like recording artists, like, because we all, are dealing with so many of the same things. Yeah. You know, we've all got the person who thinks it's too loud. We've all got the person who thinks we pick terrible songs. <laughs> we you know that the, the haze is in our eyes or the lights are too bright or whatever. Why are you changing we up all, the hymns? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't mess with my hymns. So, um, so as the, as the Instagram ac- account started to grow, I would try to do this thing where like once a month I would say, you know, a- ask me a question. And literally, like the next four hours of my <laughs> life were gone because of of the questions, and so it really uh, just spoke to my. Uh, this is going to sound kind of cheesy. I don't. I really don't mean it like that. It just kind of spoke to my heart that there are so many people out there who have lots of questions. They don't feel like they have a place they can go. And and by the way, I have. I did not. I have not written the book on on worship ministry. So I mean, I've been doing it longer than 20 years let's say that and so i have learned a a thing or two and if if i don't know the answer i can maybe help us find it and together we can have a a dialogue and a conversation um, that maybe can benefit all of us and so that was really the the uh, the brainchild behind uh the behind the podcast and and it's been really really cool we've been reaching out to some pretty amazing guests and we're going to be able to have a lot of really cool people that are going to be on the podcast. And yes, there's going to be some high level recording artists. There's going to be some worship pastors for some very large churches, but the vision behind it too is to find guys that are just serving in the trenches anywhere. And so you never know, you might just get a DM from, from worship leader props one day going, Hey, do you want to come on the podcast? Um, And so just this vision of being able to start a community but just not for worship leaders, but also for production teams too. Yep, absolutely. Because that, that's my passion is, is production. Um, and so the thing about it is, though, is that the worship from the stage really sometimes can't happen without the production in the back, and production in the back can't happen without the worship leading on stage. And so we're really like this just large organism that needs to learn how to work well together and how how if maybe a vocalist isn't using right technique, you know, me as the as the production guy in the back, knowing how to speak 
to a vocalist to to share with them and to teach them proper mic technique or just any of those things, you know, but learning to do it in a way that honors what they're doing on stage while still trying to, from my end, give a good product, you know? And so just being able to have this community for worship leaders, production people to get together and just talk things out to commiserate sometimes with each other, wouldn't you say, bro? Absolutely. We're all, we're all in this together, man. We're, we're all, um, we are all about something that is way bigger than just our individual, uh, desires or concerns or whatever. I mean, we, we have such an incredible opportunity, uh, in our services, whether we're a staff member or a bivocational person or a volunteer, whatever the role is that we serve in, um, we have a huge opportunity. That's right. Uh, every time the church gathers to, um, to encourage and to challenge and instruct and all of the things that, that we get to do. And our, you know, our songs, our songs teach people those, the worship experience, uh, teaches people and encourages people. And so, um, it's a tremendous honor and one that we, you know, shouldn't enter into lightly, but you're right. We're, we're all in this together. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we're super excited about all that God is kind of doing through this, this podcast that what started out as a meme over two years ago is now going to turn into a, just a, hopefully a really super cool community. And so one of the things that we're going to do from week to week on the worship leader props podcast, um, we want to recognize what we're going to call MVPs from around the country, around the world who are serving in the trenches in either tech ministry, worship ministry. Um, we're going to recognize a volunteer and we're going to recognize uh, a, a paid staff member or a bivocational guy week after week after week. And so, um, so this week we have two people that we're going to talk about. And so we would love for you, the listeners, our, our fans and the followers on the, the social media accounts, man, each week, if you want to send in uh, one of your team members that you would like to nominate to be a Worship Leader Probs MVP, you can hit us up at info at worshipleaderprobs.com. You can DM us through Instagram. And so all we would ask is send us a picture of them and a small description of what they do and where they serve. Um, and so we would love to, like I said, week after week, just um, honor some MVPs. And so, <laughs> dang it. And so, Joel, who's your MVP this week? Okay, so my MVP, I get to, I get to talk about the staff member, uh, the MVP worship staff member uh, of the week. And so I, we're going to recognize Rob Sharp. Rob Sharp is the worship minister at LRB Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, I have actually gotten to meet Rob a couple of times. And uh, I, I will honestly tell you, I don't know somebody who, who, who does more in terms of like detailed planning and preparation uh, for his worship services at, uh, at LRB uh, than Rob does. Rob, and Rob is a super guy. Uh, great heart for the Lord, uh, wonderful ministry. He's been in ministry a long time. So, uh, Rob Sharp is our uh, is our worship staff member MVP of the week. And I'm just going to throw this out there: if you ever have Ableton questions, find this guy on Facebook and ask him. Almost his entire church service is automated. I mean, he's got this thing switching the pages on the the iPads for all the the, the players and singers. It's changing the patches on all of the guitars. He's got like the line six guitars going. I mean, he's literally got everything programmed out. And so he is the man when it comes to Absolutely. Ableton and MIDI. 
and by the way, it's not a gigantic church that Rob is in. No, either. it's not. It's and not. so I know probably while you're talking, I could I could almost see okay, lots of smaller church people are going to think, hey, I don't have access to any of that stuff. Rob's not in a gigantic church either. That is, he's doing true. that all himself. Yep, and so he's a great person to reach out to with those questions. Um, Absolutely. Since this is episode one, and we haven't really put this out there yet for our followers to nominate, I'm actually going to nominate a volunteer from the ministry that I, I work in. Uh, we're at Pathway Church down in Vero Beach, Florida. And uh, my volunteer that I'd like to recognize, his name is Jody Ross. Jody is a pro presenter op for me, uh, but he also sings on our worship team. And so he, he serves, man, sometimes two, three times a month between uh, worship on the stage and in the booth with me. Jody is a hardworking man who loves his family, who takes care of his parents. Um, and, and I'm in Florida, and, and he's a pest control guy. And so that this guy will be out at 7 o'clock in the morning all day outside spraying lawns and doing what needs to be done and will come to rehearsal at 6 o'clock, hasn't even gone home yet, smiling from ear to ear and just praising God that he is allowed to come and be a part of what's happening at Pathway Church. And so that's awesome. Jody Ross, dude, if you listen to this, I love you so much, man. And I'm so thankful for you and what you have done to be part of the ministry of Pathway, man. MVP. MVPs. <laughs> so Joel, tell them again, how can they, um, how can our listeners jump in and send it to us if they'd like to have somebody from their ministries nominated? Yeah, so here's what you can do. Send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at worshipleaderprobs, P-R-O-B-S, worshipleaderprobs.com. Just info at worshipleaderprobs.com. Send us a picture and send us a, just a short description of why this person's awesome. Um, you know, uh, that, that, is, that is one of the things that we really, really want to do. Uh, with the podcast is to just bring honor to those people who are in the trenches serving the Lord and, uh, and serving the church uh, week in and week out. Awesome, man. So another one of our segments that we're going to be doing from week to week, especially when uh, we bring in guests, which is there a point where we can start sharing who some of the guests are? Maybe. Oh, what do we, should we, I don't know. Can we, can we give them one? Oh, let's wait till the end of the show. Because then they have wait to, to the end of the show. Because then they there have to go. listen to the end. <laughs> so at least for one podcast, we're going to have to listen. Yeah, but let's <laughs> let's be honest though; they're probably listening to it too on, on their iPhones, so they can just scrub to the end to find out who it's going to be. Right there, you go. Right. These are these are cassette tapes. So, <laughs> but one of our segments we're going to go through with all of those that are going to be uh, interviewed on here, we're calling it the Frank Five. So we've got five questions that we've come up with. We're going to ask all of the people that come on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Um, and we're calling them the Frank Five because we're going to ask people to just be straight up honest and just be uh, transparent because we want to know some things about maybe some things that in your life that maybe nobody else knows, some crazy stories and things like that. And so, Joel, you're first up because this week oh, is all about you, my friend. I'm so nervous. Why are you nervous? <laughs> All right, dude. So for all the listeners, um, I know you've mentioned many times you're, you're a worship pastor, but how did you get started in worship ministry? Um, yeah, man, I sort of cut my teeth on worship ministry um, just from a really young age. I've uh, been involved in, you know, ministry in my the church I grew up in and churches through college. And um, this is, uh, 
this is my third uh, church staff position. So um, I've really just been around it my entire life. Wow. Gotcha. Did, how old were you when you received your calling into full-time vocational ministry? I was a senior in high school and, um, uh, I, 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 I probably was one of those people who had been running for a while and, um, man, it was an altar service at, uh, at a church I was at and, uh, the pastor very clearly wanted, um, felt impressed to have an altar time for people who were called into vocational ministry. And so it was one of those, like, you're looking around, is, is anybody going down? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and man, it, before I knew it, I like, I was standing and walk, walking down front and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, but that, that was, yeah, that was how God called me. No turning back, huh? No turning back. <laughs> That's it was awesome. a, an, a, I have decided moment for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so for you then, did you like, did you know from your senior year and then did you go to college with the mindset of I'm going to be a worship pastor? Um, no, I did not. Really? I, did not, I didn't know. I didn't know exactly what it would look like. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I certainly went through a time where I thought it would maybe be more speaking. Oh, okay. Um, but that, that's not, uh, not something that I, I do a tremendous amount of. So, gotcha. um, uh, it, it just kind of, God kind of made my path really clear. And I know that that's not everybody's path. And so, um, I'm, you know, I'm just grateful that God has always been really, really clear with me. So, um, it, it, I, I, my giftings were in music. And so, uh, I had some family members who were involved in, in worship ministry. And so it, um, I just kind of found my way, found my way there. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. So I, I gotta ask, um, Man, you got any guilty pleasures? Like, is it certain foods or, oh, like, or, or some crazy things that maybe people don't know about you? Guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Um, I'll tell you one that not a lot of people know is I absolutely love 70s music. Really? Like, I love it. <laughs> like, it's all over. Like, when I, people ask me, um, you know, like when I'm driving to work, man, I bet you use that time in your car to really listen to worship music and stuff. And I'm like, no, I, I do a lot of that when I get to work. Um, but on the way to work, man, I'm, I have a, I have a playlist of like all my favorite okay, 70s. So who's your favorites? Oh man. Oh man. Okay. And this, by the way, this is judgment free. Okay. Oh, that's why we're calling the there's Frank no, Five. Yeah, there's no judgment. The Frank Five. There's no judgment. We're like Frank Planet Five. Fitness, baby. No judgment. Okay, right. No judgment. So I really like uh, the Steve Miller band. Okay. I really like a group called Ambrosia. Okay. I really like uh, Little River Band, LRB. Okay, um, funny story. The only reason I know who they are is from the movie The Other Guys. <laughs> LRB, yeah. man. Because I'm, I'm a little bit younger than Mr. Joel here. And so you're a little outside of my uh, knowledge of songs right now. Yeah, so guilty pleasure. That was seventies music, man. That would be a that'd be a big one. Gotcha. So, are there any for you? Like, I don't know. Like, um, you know, worship leaders tend to always have the horn room glasses and a little bit of plaid and the tight pants. Like, are there articles of clothing? <laughs> any kind of special grooming things that, like, if you don't have that, 
you wouldn't be able to be on your full game for the weekends. Oh man, I'm going to, I may give something away here, but okay. So I have used the same hair product for a really long time, like 15 years. Oh my gosh. Okay. Right. I know. I know. And it's, that's so personal, man. It's so (laughs) personal. So they recently, um, stopped making it. (laughs) So I was down to literally, I had like a couple of days worth left and, uh, I was this is so ridiculous. I was kind of stressed about it. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Like my hair lady, uh, had like given me all these other things to try and none of it was doing it for me, man. So, um, I, I, f- <laughs> I found them on eBay <laughs> at like three and four times the sticker Are price. You serious? So I'm thinking, well, my wife would want me to have this. She loves me. <laughs> She knows that this is important to me. And so I just started ordering them. And so they started, they started coming to the house and yeah, that, I got some questions. So are you, are you like a hair product snob? Like you're not going to use no LA looks or anything, are you? Well, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what LA looks is. Dude, but that, mine is that bottle from the eighties of like the clear gel. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So mine is a, mine is a Kenra, uh, like styling cream or some kind of styling cream and it comes in this little silver jar and um man i have spent a lot (laughs) i've stock i've stockpiled it like some people stockpile like food and water and like those military meals you know bunker mine is hair product How, how many cans of this hair product do you have sitting on the shelf oh lord probably seven seven yeah, Mrs. Worship Leader Prop is not, she was not happy when she, well, first of all, they started coming to the house and she was like, oh, I'm so glad you found this. And then she got, she got the credit card bill. Oh my gosh. Well, I got to say, because we're doing this over video chat. Your hair looks great, dude. Spending. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. I'm just glad I still have some. Okay. So you lead worship in a very large church. Um, and you've also been able to have the opportunity to do a little bit of touring, uh, with you and Mrs. Worship Leader Problems. So like, I'm just curious, what is like the craziest thing that's ever happened? Like, okay. And again, remember this is called the Frank five. So I'm saying like, let's say you're up there and you're leading that worship and maybe that breakfast burrito hits you a little weird and maybe you, you toot. And you got a little bit more than you bargained for. I don't know. Like, this, this is the Frank Five, baby. So, like, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you while you're leading worship? Oh, man. Okay, so it's over 20 years. So there's a lot of them, man. I've, I have had all kinds of crazy stuff happen. Um, I'll say this. Okay, this is probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. So this was Christmas Eve. Okay. Ab, the church was absolutely packed. I think there were people standing around the outside. And we get to that moment, you know, that special moment of the Christmas Eve service where everybody, you know, like we're so paranoid about our churches catching on fire, but this is the one day of the year where like every person that like hasn't been vetted, like every eight-year-old gets a flame. Yep. <laughs> and they're standing next to people. So we get to that moment where it's silent night, you know, the church is packed. It's, it's Christmas Eve night. It's magic. It's, I think it was snowing outside. So we go to, um, 
light our candles. You know, mine, my candle is lit. I'm standing on the stage. I'm leading Silent Night. And all of a sudden, you know that little cardboard thing that goes around the candle? Yeah. There, there's a name for it. And I don't know what the name is. I should know that, but I don't. So there, there, so the card, the little cardboard thing yeah. caught on fire. <laughs> Whoa. So now, so now the candle is burning at the top like it normally should. And also the little cardboard thing is burning. So I'm, I got a decision to make, right? I'm standing there. I'm leading. It's a moment. I'm leading silent night. And so I'm thinking, okay, I, what do I do? Yeah. So I start like inching my fingers down. So I'm like barely holding on to the very bottom of the candle. And I'm thinking, I'm just going to try to make this last, you know, for the whole song. And the problem was the more the cardboard thing burned, the bigger the hole got in the middle. And so it got big enough where it literally just fell onto my arm. I thought my shirt was going to catch on fire. And so I did like instinct took over. And so I threw my candle to the ground and I stomped it out. So here I am packed house. It's Christmas Eve, silent night. And I'm standing on the stage, stomping a fire out. Oh my gosh. Of my candle. Yeah. 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 So people were coming up to me afterwards. This guy was like, I was out there saying to my wife, why is his candle so much brighter than everyone else's? And one, here's the deal. One of our very dear friends laughed so hard <laughs> that she went into labor. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I am absolutely serious. And it was no longer a silent night for her. No longer a silent night. She had a Christmas baby. Oh a Christmas my miracle. gosh. That's incredible, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's probably my, that's probably my best. Dang, man. Dude, well, th- dude, I appreciate you being open and telling us about your hair care products. And <laughs> now I know what to look for for Christmas for you. Right, right. There you go. Um, I'll send you a link, an <laughs> eBay link. So one of the things that's funny. <laughs> so, Joel, one of the things I, I think is funny is I've been around you a couple of times. Most of our friendship has been either through texting or FaceTime and stuff like that. But when I'm around you. I notice that you you're constantly having to be on your phone to keep up with this meme account. Um, do do you just get like so many comments and so many messages? It's it, yeah. There are there are days where you know you. I think the thing that you learn is like not. If I, I if you think about it, like in terms of baseball, sometimes you're going to hit a single. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to hit a double. Every now and then you're going to hit a home run. And so not every meme is a home run. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when they're, when you hit a home run, uh, it, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people messaging and is this real? And, yeah. and so we we're doing a thing where we're having people, uh, send us messages of their videos of their stage fail moments oh because goodness. we've all, we've all had them. Oh Yeah. I've, I've had, I literally, I just told you, I stomped a candle out on Christmas Eve. So I wish that was on video. I don't think it is, but so we're asking people to send us those. So we've got lots of video content coming in right now. And yeah, there's lots of, lots of, uh, lots of replies, you yeah. know, uh, lots, lots of, uh, and I, I, I try to interact as much as I can. I mean, I'm a guy with a 
wife and all that stuff. So I try to interact as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's lots of, so, lots of notifications. So bro, you've got a moment right now and I know you got to do it all individually with everybody who's, who's writing in to you and stuff, but like you got a moment right now, you've got your whole audience maybe that could potentially listen to this podcast. Like if you could gather everybody in one room, all the worship leaders, all the production guys, and just had an opportunity to share something with them, what would you share with them? Mm, man, that's a great question. Um, here's the thing, man. We, I, I, what I always would say is love the Lord and love your people more than you love the music Amen. or the gear or, or any of that stuff, you know, Amen. that's all gonna, that's all gonna come across and that's going to come across in the way you communicate. It's going to come across in the way you plan and, I'm a a big believer in that the you know the process is just as important as the product. Ooh, yeah. So, you know, in our in our medium, the the product would be our, you know, our service or whatever. Um, and I think the process of how we get there is just as important as that because, you know, we're we are um ministering to the people that we serve with, we're ministering to our congregations. And, you know, if we've been, you know, pulling each other's hair out you know, off the platform, that's going to come across eventually, you know, once you, yeah. once you hit, hit the, the button and everything goes. So I would just say, man, love the Lord and love your people and let that just, uh, we're in the people business, you that's know, true. our medium, our medium is music and tech and lights and all those things, but we're in the people business. So, um, you know, if that can start with those who are close to us and just ripple out, uh, and uh, affect those people around us, man. That's that. That'd be my, that'd be my goal. Awesome, man. That's so cool. You, I mean, you're so right. Um, it's all about people. All of all of what we do. It's about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, seeing people get saved, and then loving them into a and just to a, a deep relationship with Him. And so, dude, I love that, and I appreciate so much of of mm-hmm. that in your heart, bro. Well, hey, hey, you too, man. You're doing great stuff down there. I, well, I mean. If it's not about people, then what's it about? You know, right, right. I mean, the, it's a lot of hassle. Yeah, if it's not, yeah. Really different. Like I was saying earlier about the volunteer that's serving in our church. Like many of our volunteers, you know, I I serve in a church where we have a Saturday night service and two services on Sunday. I'm asking them to give up a day off to serve with me all weekend. Um, many of them have big problems and 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 work and. And so, man, I just, I do everything I can to love the people that God has placed under my mantle of leadership and let them know how much I care. And, you know, I, I do all that I can to make sure they're trained, to make sure that they know what they're doing so they feel confident. And Because there's nothing better than being able to stand off to the side like a proud coach and watch the team cut the nets down. You know what I mean? Like, love them to let them do what they do. So that's, man, that's just what's so dang important. So. Absolutely. Well, dude, let's let's go into another se- uh, another selection of what we're going to do on the show. We're calling this section "Sliding into DMs." So we were talking. You get a lot of questions and stuff like that, and so uh, you've been compiling these questions over the last couple of weeks or so. And so for each guest that we bring on, we're going to let them answer one or two of these questions that you get. And so. You were telling me earlier that one of the questions you probably get more often than not is, is, is Joel, how do you pick songs for your church? Yeah, man, that's a big, that's a, that's a big question. And so, um, I just, 
so I've I make a list of questions and and this is I kind of I I work in systems so um I there's a there's a list of questions some things that I want to know about every song that I consider um introducing to our church and so this is kind of what I go through the first question is is it true um you know it's got to be better than just a good melody and a nice beat is it true is it true to God's word is it biblical um, the second one is how is, how is the Lord speaking to me? You know, as I, as I pray about it and I pray for my church and my pastor and our team, um, what is this particular song, you know, kind of speaking to my heart? Um, what does it do for us? Does it fit us? That's another question. You know, um, there are, uh, you know, there are certain, uh, like kind of genres or artists that do better than others in our church for whatever reason just yeah. stylistically and you know we're in control a little bit of the style of how it takes shape but th does it fit us you know does it fit all the age ranges you know our church is kind of a multi-generational church we're not like super young or super old so um does it does does it fit that is it singable you know there's so many songs with like octave jumps today and that can be really really powerful oh yeah um if it's used correctly and and this is a point that uh, okay so i've been in this more than 20 years and i i get pushback sometimes on this from younger from younger guys because um you know they want to sing songs and in, in keys that are fit their voice and all that kind of stuff and here's the really interesting part um i heard chris tomlin interviewed once and many times when he does his like worship nights in america or whatever he doesn't use the keys that he recorded in really I think because there are congregational keys and then there are, there can be recording. And then there's Chris so, Tomlin keys. And then there's Chris Tomlin keys. Right. And I, I am not a Chris Tomlin guy in terms of vocal range. Yeah. So, um, you know, is it singable? So like I, uh, I'm the guy at our church who kind of makes these policies or whatever you want to call them. And so I've, I kind of set up, not rigid, but I set a threshold. I don't want I don't want to try to get our congregation singing above a certain note. Well, okay, um, so like practically, I mean, these are more than likely worship leaders and guys that understand what you're talking yeah. about. So, like for you, is it E to E, D to D? Like, what does it look like for you? I try to never ask my congregation to go above a D or an E because, in my experience, and again, I'm not on one of the coasts. I'm in the middle. Right. Yeah. So in my experience, if we sing something too high, um, the men don't know what to do with it because the, the average congregation member who's a lawyer or a doctor or a plumber or an electrician or whatever they've been doing all week. Um, and then we ask them to come in at eight 30 on Sunday morning and start screaming G's. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. They're going to stand there and look at me like, what are you? <laughs> what it is too early for that so i try to never get my congregation above a d or an e and that's that's my philosophy you know um i as i said at the beginning i haven't written a book on any of this so that's just kind of school of hard knocks yeah i also think if you pitch things too hot you know right now so many of our our popular worship songs that are coming to the church are done by uh, male artists and male worship leaders and so yeah that presents an issue for ladies okay. sometimes and so i just try to stay in a range that everybody can participate and everybody can sing now 
there are exceptions to that. Like there's a song um, that we do here, um, Death Was Arrested. Yeah. The range, that's such a wide range. It's really difficult to make that song fit into that parameter. So we, we, we fudge it every now and then. Yeah. Um, we're not like super rigid about it, but that's kind of my, um, my thing. So here's another one. Like listen to the song once, listen to it one time or ask somebody to listen to it one time. And can they tell you what it was about? Oh, that's a really good one, man. Is it, is it? kind of a focus thing or does it you know and every now and then there's a song there's there are songs that aren't focused uh like uh this i believe yeah um it's it's not just one theme but it's kind of an overarching christian theme that's a little bit different but if if somebody listens one time uh can they tell you what it was about uh does it encourage participation or are is my congregation just going to stand there and listen to me like i think that for the the large portion of our churches out there, um, there used to be so much uh, spectator yes. stuff in worship. And that's really, uh, worship has become much more participatory. Um, and so is it going to encourage participation? You know, does it fit our theme, whatever the day is? And and I don't mean like pastors preaching on sin, so every song is going to be about sin. I mean like whatever the pastor is speaking on, maybe that elicits like a big idea. So um, our, we're heading into a stewardship series at our uh, at our church in a, several months, and we've been working on some planning for that. And so um, as you know, there's not all that many, you can't do a month of stewardship songs. And so, but, but, but like, is there something about God that speaks to stewardship? Like for me, a heart of gratitude, you know, gratitude for all that God has done and all that God is doing in my life. Um, that that's a theme that can kind of get you around to stewardship. You know, if we, we give because of all that's been given to us. We give because we're, we're, we're grateful. So for you then, like um, that, dude, that's great. I'd love to sit if it's cool there, like an application level, like, so stewardship would be a very difficult one to, to, yeah, to put brutal. song sets for. It's so brutal. like for it's you, brutal. what are some songs that you would pick? And I know you were talking about like that songs that bring you back to a heart of gratitude, but like, what are some songs that maybe you've landed on for that season of messages? Yeah, that's a great one. Um, there's a, there's a song by Elevation Worship called Grateful um, that our, our congregation has really responded to. You know, I give thanks for all you have done. Um, that's, that's one that our, our church really has responded to. I, there, and, and I am also not, a guy that every song in my worship set has to be brand new. Okay. Um, so like we might, we're kind of, we have been in a vein for the last couple of years of bringing back some old songs that we might freshen up a little, just a little bit musically, but like, man, there's an old song, give thanks with a grateful heart. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great one. Um, we, we're, we're looking at bringing back uh, my tribute, like the old Andre Crouch, to God be the glory for the things he has done. Um, you know, things that can help your congregation get involved. Okay, now. That's that's our focus. And you'll change, like, so, like, to God be the glory, would or my tribute, would you do it, like, how you listened to it back then? Or are you going to, like, how would you make that more contemporary? That's a great question, man. We're still kind of figuring that out. Gotcha. Um, or we might. 
disco like old school you know we use a, a nord on our stage maybe throw in some b3 and take them to church let's man. go baby i love that <laughs> see i see i like that because like a lot of times i think many of us that are like doing this all the time to fight predictability with the people oh man it's hard it's so hard when you just go okay it's going to be four contemporary songs probably by elevation vertical hill song bethel and then we're going to maybe pray and then it's going to go into the message like it, it's interesting to throw them maybe some curveballs like that every once in a while absolutely and you know we're a church that um plays with click and so uh, sometimes when we throw back like this, we pull all that out. Really? We, we stop the click and just kind of have a moment. Now our, our schedule is a little tight. So, um, we have to work hard to, to make space for those moments, but we work, we work at that. And so we'll turn the click off and, um, certainly we have a, a target of where we want to get, Yeah. but we might, it might look a little bit different in every service as to how we get there. Wow. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I inter- it's fun. I interrupted you. Were there more? Uh, oh no, that's good. Criteria man. of why you pick your songs the way you do for your church. Um, you know, flow I think is so big. Um, the, the flow of your service, the flow of your set. You know, musically, how one key flows into another key or doesn't flow into another key. Uh, can be very important. So, you know, does it fit the set? So, okay. Um, when you're, you know, for you, when you're thinking about flow, I'm, I'm you guys use multi-tracks, right? Mm-hmm. So like, are you building your transitions actually into your stems? Yeah, we have, uh, we, we, we call them like bridges. And so we, I, I, this is just a little, pet peeve of mine as it relates to flow right i don't like stop now there are there are times where that works but if i would i just wouldn't be happy with the flow of it if every single week after every song there was a stop and a restart and so when we build our ableton uh track list or i don't even know what they're called that's bad. i'm not involved in that part of it. So, <laughs> you just but when we, songs, when we, baby. yeah right so when we when we build those we put bridges in that will kind of bridge the songs together maybe it's a pad or maybe it's a pad with a little loopy thing that kind of gets them ready for the next uh the next song uh, we try not to hit them over the head with it but it's something that's just kind of in the background that gives the set some direction, some flow, some, some movement. So when you're picking your songs, you're approaching it from not just like four separate songs. You're looking at like a package. Yeah. You know, and how, how's that? So you're, you're almost looking like I've got, I don't, I don't have like a, a template of four songs. I have 22 minutes I have to fill and everything is intentional from the moment you hit that space bar in Ableton until it's time for the pastor to come up. Yeah. Yeah. That's at least that's how we do it. And that might involve, it might be all music. Certainly many weekends it is, but it might involve, uh, like a reading of scripture. One of the, one of the groups that I just absolutely love is vertical worship. And I think Andy, uh, does an amazing job. Like I, I forget which, which CD it's on, but there's a one of their CDs. Like I think it's the opening you still listen to CDs? Dude. 
<laughs> you know, there's this thing called Apple Music. And <laughs> there is. Okay, so one of the one of the tracks. I just. I think you. it. I think it might be the opening track is just him reading a psalm. Oh, and there's there's underscore, and it is. It might be Psalm ninety six. It is one of the most moving things I have heard in a really long time. Yeah. And he doesn't just read it. He tells he tells the story. Well, come on, dude. He's got like that Australian accent. So I know. It makes him sound it makes him sound so much cooler. British. Wherever he's if it 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 does sound way cooler. Um way, way, way cooler. True or false, they're gonna come on the Worship Leader Probs podcast. True. What? Let's go. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's just those are that's just one. That's just one. That's just one. Just there one. are a lot there are a lot more. Cool. So, so yeah, that's kind of my li- the and here's the last thing. Does it challenge us, you know? Um you have, you have to know your congregation and what's going to work in your congregation may not work in my congregation, but I think there are principles that we can um that we can all embrace. You know, you got to know your congregation. Does it, does it fit them? Um, you'll know, like I get a lot of questions about how often do you introduce new songs? Well, that depends on your church. And I think this day and age is very different than when I started in that so much of Christian radio now is worship music. Yep. And, and so it, that, that uh, makes the, the learning curve for songs a little shorter than it used to be. And so, um, yeah, I, you know your church. You, you know how much you can push them. You know, I've, I've certainly had seasons in my current church where I probably have pushed a little too much, and we've learned a little, a few too many uh, new songs yeah. in a short period of time. And so you just got to know, got to be, be, you know, pray about it, be prayerful and thoughtful about that. And uh, okay, yeah. So here's my question. I think I've got you down with seven main criteria. There may have been some little small like subsets. How many of, okay, so like when you're picking songs, does it have to hit all seven? Does it have to hit five out of seven? Like, what what do you look at when you're looking at that criteria? Well, I probably, like, if it doesn't, like, they're, like the very first one, if it's not true, it's never going to make it to step two. Okay, gotcha. You know what I mean? And and look, I think we're in a uh, in an age where there are lots of really incredible worship lyrics being written yeah um and so like i don't you know i i but but we still have to be prayerful and and take them through our you know our biblical uh, filters and all those things and and um so if it it doesn't fit number one it's never going to make it to two so mine is probably kind of like a sequence okay so i i would say it's gonna it's if it doesn't fit almost all of them it's probably not we'll probably not sing it for or sometimes we might, um, if it meets a lot of those, and I, I wonder how it's going to land. Maybe we have somebody sing it like a, like a solo or a special music piece or whatever, and just let's see how the congregation spon- responds to that. As long as it fits into the flow and the yeah. the service and all that stuff, let's let's see if they respond. We did that with uh, uh, "So Will I" yeah. just recently, which is just an incredible lyric, man. Um, I would argue it's it's the greatest song written in the last ten years. Man, it's it's up there for sure. But it's really long and it's really wordy, and the the melody changes quite a bit. It does. And so I thought, okay, 
we're going to try it and see how now we did it. And because of Christian radio, lots of people in our church knew it and they were out there singing along, even when we hadn't asked them to sing along, yeah. which is kind of a really cool, cool moment uh, in the service. So yeah, it's in, such incredible, uh, incredible lyrics. We just introduced it to our church. I don't know, maybe about a month and a half ago. And so we typically don't do this, but we asked everybody just to sit and let the words soak in. Mm. And it was, craziest thing ever halfway through the song there was not a person sta- sitting wow so that it started awesome. off very sitting and it was just the momentum and the spirit was moving and by the end i don't know if there was a hand down i mean you know a cu- wow. couple hundred people in that service just hands in the air everybody standing it was it was incredible yeah it's um you know my wife often will ask me how do you how do you write that i mean yeah. Um, how do you sit down with a blank piece of paper and that's what's there when you come up? And now certainly that doesn't happen in one sitting for something like that. But um, I mean, it's just I'm trying to pull it up here actually while we're, while we're talking, but, and as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath. Yeah. Um, oh my Lord. And the very, the very last line, um, you're the one who never leaves the one behind. I, it's oh my word, dude! Have I know we're on a tangent right now, but have you ever heard their song "Seasons"? No, I need to check that. I'm out. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that wrote "So Will I," and it's an like mm. Calvary Sequoia. Like you just have to read the mm. lyrics; it'll blow your mind. So, so Joel, is there a way? Well, I'll tell you what we're gonna do. If you can, you type up your um your criteria for a song. And what I'll do is I'll create a PDF of it and coming soon will be the worship leader probs website. Um, that's going to house the podcast and I can put a PDF of your criteria in the show notes for this particular episode. Absolutely. Happy to do that. Awesome. Well, Hey, and by the way, I, I will, I'll, I'll tell you just because I've, been doing it a while that doesn't mean that's a complete list yeah you might have questions you would add to it or reword or whatever um i am not uh i'm not like the authority on on this stuff that's just my experience well and you know the other thing we could do too is uh even on social media hit us up you know dm us with maybe some more things that you think maybe could be added to that list yeah for sure so let's finish up with our last segment here dog so have you noticed and i know you talk with a lot of people in other churches and stuff Every church has their connection card these days. And on every connection oh, yeah. card, we have this really, and it's always put on the card, you know, to, to be this thing for the church called prayer concerns. But, oh, yeah. but unfortunately, people read prayer concerns and think that in the original Greek, it stands for criticism. So, <laughs> dude, what's, yeah. what's the oh, best, man. like, criticism you've received that ends up on the prayer concerns portion of the connection card? Oh, man. Oh man, that is rich. First of all, that's going to have to be a social media post because we've got to we've got to start getting those in from people. Um, wow, 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 wow! Twenty years, man. Let's see. Okay, so um, I I once had a lady, and at this when this happened, I was in a church where they typed these up for us. Oh wow! For the staff, so the pastor, so every mo- Monday morning when we came in we got a printout of these and like everybody got all of them. So like the youth guy knows that I'm getting, you know, busted over this or whatever. And I know 
you know, the children's ministry is getting hammered because whatever. Yeah. So this lady, I'm, man, I'm going to try to try to get it right. So this lady wrote to me. She said, sometimes you do three songs in the music set <laughs> and it ministers to me on such a deep and profound level. And then sometimes you do four songs and I don't get anything out of it at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so I'm, I was sitting at my desk thinking, oh man, as, as the worship pastor, I've failed these people. If this is what you think it's about, I have failed you. <laughs> you have failed this city. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty incredible. Um, can, can I share one that I got once? Absolutely, man. Um, you, you get you get really good. I ones. get good ones. Um, like I said, my, my, my top passion is audio. I had someone, uh, back in 2010, our worship pastor's son got cancer, got brain cancer. And it was insinuated that the volume we run our services caused the brain cancer. Oh, come on. In a social media post. Come on. Nope. Not kidding you whatsoever. Get out of town. Nope. And, and, and for my audio guys out there, we peak at 92 decibels A-weighted. So that's not loud. Wow. Wow. Isn't it crazy? Oh, man. Just, it's like, think, you, you know, that there used to be all this, this, uh, this ad campaign, think before you drink, think again before you drive. <laughs> yes. I, you, you know, for us, it's like, think before you write. Think again before you hit send or post or whatever. Dude, it's like there's like Lord. three things in life everyone knows how to do. One, tie their shoes. Two, feed themselves. Three, run a church. Absolutely. And especially audio. Everybody who's ever had a car stereo knows everything there is to know about That's audio. right. You just make it a smiley face on the little faders, right? <laughs> so, well, dude, thank you so much for being willing to just kind of come on and share a little bit about yourself. Um, listeners, remember. If you can help us get to 50,000 followers on Instagram, Mr. Joel himself is going to reveal who he is, what church he's serving at. So, dude, help us get there. Joel, why don't you just uh, give a little list of all the people that have said yes to coming on the podcast in the next coming months? Well, okay, so... Like you said in the beginning, there's going to be lots of guys like me and you, guys who are in churches, in the trenches, doing it every week. We're going to get on some bivocational people. We're going to get on uh, some people who are in small churches and medium churches and all those things. So these names just happen to be some of the the more well-known uh, names. And so here's the deal. we when The day when we were making the asks of these people, uh, Jeremy and I were texting each other all day, like freaking out. You cannot be serious. Okay. So, um, okay. Names that you would know, right? Yeah. Paul Balash. What? What? Yeah. The Godfather. <laughs> Paul Balash. God. So That's fantastic. Um, vertical worship. We already talked about them. Uh, Chris McClarney from Bethel Worship. Woo! Right, right. Oh, dude. You want to talk about somebody who, if he comes out with a song, I'm immediately lowering it if if I'm up there leading one of his songs. Oh, yeah, man. Dude's got He's range so for days. He's so good. Um, 
Anthony Evans Jr. Oh. Right? So I was at a conference this year. This is a quick Anthony Evans story, and I want to tell it when we get to talk to him. I was producing a conference this year, and um, we're doing sound checks, and it's this big moment. Anthony's walking in for his sound check. We've already got the choir on stage, blasting at 105 decibels. Anthony just slowly walks in the room, and they're doing his version of Everbee. Gets up on stage, hasn't even put his ears in yet, and it gets to the "You will be praised," and like this note that is so high, and he just grabs the mic and hits the praise and just slams it. And all of us dude, in the room were looking around, going, "Who is this guy?" Holy mo, dude is a vocal gymnast, man. Oh yeah, he can lay it out. Okay, so another another name, the original Cool Dad, Mark Hall from Casting Crown. Yes. By the way, one of the best follows on Instagram, other than Worship Leader Probs, <laughs> is Mark Hall because he is so funny, so funny. Um, and hey, ladies, we have not forgotten you, Meredith Andrews. Woo! Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Meredith Andrews. So good. And, la- and the, I can't give you the whole list, but certainly not least on this list, Israel. <laughs> let's go and then for our for our production guys out there um this was a big one i was super excited about uh we're gonna have the guys from mix you are gonna come on mm. and so that's if you're not familiar awesome. with those guys uh lee fields who is the head audio guy at bayside church and also travels with lincoln brewster mixing front of house audio jeff sandstrom who was chris tomlin's front of house guy for 10 years i believe done all the big mm-hmm. passion events uh, i know he's this year he's going out with stephen curtis chapman and then also uh andrew stone from church on the move they're, they're church on the move yeah their head of audio and production and all that. They're going to be coming on, joining us also. So awesome. We got our worship leaders and our production guys covered. We even got, uh, it's going to be so cool, man. Another so one cool. just confirmed too, is a friend of mine. His name's Chris Springer. And uh, he was the director of A&R for integrity records. And so that could be a cool mm. show um, for those of you who are writing music for your own church. This dude has produced everybody from Don Moen to Paul Balash, he's traveled as a keyboard player with those guys, and uh, he's going to come on, and we're going to talk about um, writing songs for the church. Awesome! So, Fantastic. Well, dude. Fantastic. Hey, and and just remember, nominate your fellow staff members, or yep. if you're a volunteer in your church, nominate your worship leader or your production staff member. Um, we're going to recognize a staff member and a volunteer every single week, and we do think it's going to be weekly. It will be weekly. Right? Absolutely. We'll be weekly. We'll be weekly. Because if not, we'll just start so, picking people. Right. Right. There you go. We've got a lot of friends. There you go. We've got a lot of friends. All right. Well, don't forget, you guys can find us uh, at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram. It's Worship Leader Probs on Twitter, but spelled a little differently. <laughs> and then you can also yeah. find Worship Leader Probs on Facebook. Hit us up in all those different places. DM us questions. Uh, we want to interact with you guys. We love all of you. And thank you so much for faithfully following this meme account and being a part of it. And so, uh, Joel, is there anything else you want to say before we end episode one? I can't believe we're doing this. You were so nervous before. It's so awesome. It's so, well, yeah, I was nervous. I I wanted, I want this to be really good. I want it to be funny. I want it to encourage. I want it to, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pumped. I'm pumped about encouraging people as well as, 
we all have a lot to laugh about. So. That's true. All right. We'll be looking for episode two coming next week. And until next time, see ya. Peace out. <laughs>